wrong without it. Come from where you see a lot of bodies, but don't talk about it. Hard to find a plug, I middleman that package. Uncle Simon, hookers, strippers, crackheads, robbers, trappers, all in public housing. Uncle Bo was stealing from Let's try to do that bit again and see if it sounds <laughs> at all organic. <laughs> yeah, so I just mashed with this hot brat, bro. On Tinder, yeah? Yeah, Tinder. You guys. And I'm saying, like, hey, have you tried the app Happen? No. Yeah, I have a little bit. Have you guys downloaded the Hillary Clinton app? Oh, what's what it happened? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's just a bunch of misconnections <laughs> <laughs> with like Ohio voters. Oh, yeah, no. it's people statistically trying to uh, verify their compatibility without actually ever having a conversation. <laughs> it's all based on algorithms. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, welcome to Pod Damn America, everyone, boys and girls, the uh, angry political podcast. We're so angry. <laughs> uh, welcome to the audio feed of my Facebook page, <laughs> Pod Damn America. My name is Jake Flores. I have with me, uh, as always, Rock of Meta, Anders Lee. Yo, Anders Lee here. Hey, guys. Uh, it's good to be back. I just got back from Austin, Texas. Thank you for coming out if you indeed came out to the Velveeta Room. Um, had a great weekend of shows. Sold out like all three shows. Um, fucking tight. That's how comedy should be. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys came out. I know some people. Like, I, you know, you do stand-up and you, you, you talk to people after the show. Like, oh, hey, you know, hey, it's, I used to see you do this or I follow you online or whatever. Um, but I don't really know the bulk of it because I got to town – saw the shows selling out and i went hey i did it congratulations me i'm a famous comedian right um and then i i talked to the the guy who owns the club and uh they just they're they sold the shows out uh, <laughs> <laughs> the local newspaper or something it's is, like yeah we just put out ads dude <laughs> yeah yeah no one's ever done that before there so uh i'll take it i got your money anyway yeah uh, but you get credit for it dude yeah mm. i've heard that back in like 1986 you could just write stand-up comedy 6 p.m uh, outside a bar like uh, with sidewalk chalk and like a line down the block would form yeah well th in the 80s everyone was on tons and tons of coke and good <laughs> coke too and you know you, uh, a, a comedy was a guy smashing a fucking watermelon with a sledgehammer which is <laughs> the way it should be honestly yeah uh, well yeah. also people just needed entertainment there so if they just saw something going on at a bar be it Gallagher or, like, just, like, a dude fucking just eating a watermelon. They, they'd <laughs> fucking check that out. They'd be like, oh, well, this is what I'm up to now. There is – um uh, that is entertainment in certain parts of Texas. There's a watermelon <laughs> festival in um, – really? I want to say in, like, Grapevine, Texas or something. A friend of mine went out to it one year, and uh, there's, like, a watermelon eating contest, and there's these, you know, these weird, plumpy – cloud doughy pale you know texan people that just live for the watermelon eating contest yeah. it's just their super bowl and uh a friend of mine took a video on his phone of this like old ass lady she looked like the old lady from courage the cowardly dog <laughs> just like she was eating this slice of watermelon like with this like kubiashi ish esque <laughs> technique so what she would do is she'd use the side of her mouth like the corner of your lips as like a razor to just slide across the watermelon. And uh, she was destroying, which she was just fl fl just flopping watermelon grease or juice or whatever everywhere. And uh, she was, you know, killing but also embarrassing herself. And then he sold it to uh, like some true TV show or something. Did she lose? I don't. I, that would have been pretty sad. If I she would kill myself. Didn't win. <laughs> yeah. But like working on my watermelon technique all year. But she also, and this is where the story gets weird. Is that this friend of mine claims he's uh, that he just randomly happened to find her on like Adult Friend Finder <laughs> or something while he was just on there as a joke, you know, according to him. Uh, <laughs> really kind of sold himself out in that story. Like, there's no way you could tell that story. You're like, ah, I was just in there doing research. He uh, was trying to fuck somebody on the internet, and then he just found this woman's profile and went, oh, my God, that was the watermelon lady. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude, I was just, yeah, I was just writing a paper on watermelons. <laughs> and, uh, 
yeah, one thing led to another. Yeah, well, that's cool. Well, that's entertainment out in the sticks, out in the the real America. You know, yeah, man. I've won. I have won two watermelon seed spitting competitions, but I don't think I've actually ever two? seen two in a row. I'm just hearing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No need for two years. <laughs> You've never mentioned this. <laughs> you know, you keep it. You never wear your belt. The best, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I don't think I've seen a watermelon being grown in the wild, and I can't really picture it. It, it seems like it would look like an alien sort of. Where thing. do they come from? Do they come yeah. off a tree? Vines. <laughs> I know they come from vines, but that just I just I'm it looks like an interplanetary situation yeah. in my head. I never really thought about that. Yeah. You ever seen that video of that uh, hippo eating that watermelon? No. There's this giant hippo in just like the jungle somewhere and there's just this like this guy just kinda like laughing, like looking at the camera, oh. like, check this out. And then he throws this perfectly round watermelon into its mouth and it just <laughs> just chomps on it like wow. hungry hungry hippo style. And it just it's a vine. It just loops and it's like somehow mesmerizing. Yeah, dude, I watermelons bet. are funny. Uh like uh, that those old like letterman bits where they would just go to the roof and they'd like hype it up and it'd yeah. just be like just them <laughs> throwing watermelons <laughs> off the roof. It's like, oh shit, he's doing it again. He yeah. he was like the I mean, kind of the original jackass in a way. He was like doing stupid shit. Not to the extent <laughs> he used, he, Yeah, he used to like uh there were like old sketches I love where he'd uh, just be a cashier at Taco Bell and he'd just mm-hmm. like make fun of people. Yeah. And they'd be like, one Chalupa Lusa, please. And he'd just be like, that'll be $7,000. And they'd just be like, what? And then that's it. It's great. If just Letterman being a dick to random people. Yeah. Yeah. G- Gallagher used to be a great joy to society, I think. He's, um, he's a horrible person now. I'm friends with him on Facebook, and I didn't add him. Like, he added me. And uh, he all he does is just like do those weird yeah, like, he argues uh, with people scre- he? like those rants where you're taking a cell phone video of yourself in your car or whatever um, about you know whatever. <laughs> but also he just says like what? Just gross shit to like female comics all the time Ugh. on uh, <laughs> on Facebook. Does he know <laughs> that it's public? Does he think watermelon? he's does he think he's sending a private message to them? Oh, he could be like one of those <laughs> old fucking guys. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I knew a guy in college who. Uh, <laughs> that's just, how you could. That's how you could incriminate Cosby. That's how you could get him. Just like sit him down and be like, "Oh, this is a private message." You're right. He's and so like, old. On a Twitter feed. Yeah. Why? See what he does. Yeah. Why don't we just get him with a a, a Nigerian prince scam or something? <laughs> uh, I knew a guy who like moved back from. I think he was like in the Marines or something, and he just didn't know anything about social media. And he goes on Instagram, and he just thinks it's all private. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he just starts posting these embarrassing <laughs> selfies of himself. <laughs> like, a lot of them were just, like, him just naked in his room. Ugh. And then, like, uh, yeah, my friend's like, yeah, does, uh, let's say he's Pierre. Pierre. Does Pierre know this is private? Like, uh, well, if he doesn't, he's the, if he does, he's the coolest fucking guy <laughs> yeah, ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got no shame. Yeah. yeah. I sent a dick pic to somebody one time, solicited. They asked me for a, a dick pic. I don't care, dude. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a like a surprise dick pic guy. Yeah. Those are that's those guys exist that out sucks. in the wild. Yeah, you shouldn't was, do that. It was actually I'm not even into the idea at all. It was a very like weird clinical thing to do to have to angle a picture. Hey, yeah. anyway, I don't like it. Never done it. Dick to somebody, right? And this is like right around the time when uh, Google Plus was trying really hard to make itself a thing. Uh, but no one was using it. It was a horrible app, you know? So I didn't log into Google Plus for like a month after that. And then I logged in, and my dick was my profile picture. So they made your thing a thing. Yeah. What? <laughs> nice. Yeah, they just take whatever pictures are in your, like, phone and just add upload them to Google Plus, right? Wow. So I, like, freaked out because I was like, all five of the people I know that actually use this fucking website are going to see my dick. But then there was this little, like, asterisk at the bottom that was like, click approve if you want this to be the profile picture after I had a fucking heart attack. Uh, <laughs> so it didn't happen, but I was like, fucking, like, oh, my God, Google, what the hell? What would you would you just say you got Ted Cruised? You had some random. It was like an accident. You got hacked. No, I mean I'm not running for office. I don't yeah. care if someone knows that I sent a dick pic to someone, but I would rather it not be like yeah my face. Right. Know? That's a that's probably there are many reasons why I have not taken a dick pic, but a chief among them is because I would find some way to screw it up and accidentally like make it 
my racist. Yeah, <laughs> racist dick. There's just like a swastika. It's me eating a, my dick in a watermelon with my. <laughs> it's like a swastika on your dick. Ah yeah. like, oh, shit! I, I sent that one. Oh, 2011. Yeah. <laughs> I showed that tattoo I got. But the lighting was better. Uh, Fuck. Anyway, it's good to be back in New York, um, yeah. where comedy is. Uh, you know, home of the whining dick about uh, being marginalized, even though you're secretly rich. Um, you know, comedy up here. I got to a lot of conversations with people, a lot of late night, uh, you know, moonshine drinking porch conversations with old friends. It was my birthday. I was on vacation. It was cool. But I always think a lot when I go back there about, uh, you know, p- people, people from the comedy scene in other parts. They go, you know, what's it like? You know, report back on uh, you know, how's New York going? Um your Facebook makes it seem like ho- horrible, like you're gonna kill yourself. Uh, is it good? <laughs> you know, and uh, <laughs> it is, but I, it makes me think a lot about, um, you know, there's this very unspoken. Like one of the reasons that I think about, um, you know, class and stuff like that so much. Sorry to sound really on the nose for being a comedian who's obviously into this shit. Is it like, um, you know, I when I started this shit like ten years ago, I really kind of believed in like the meritocracy and the whole. You know, you're a temporarily embarrassed millionaire myth of like, you know, if you're a comedian, you're starting a small business, um, work hard. And there's this this pathway, you know, there's this this like path to success in it and stuff. And the more like, you know, I, I traveled and then came here sort of came to realize that like there's this pipeline of like comedy jobs that come out of Harvard. You know, um, there are people that make it up through the whole thing here and then congratulate themselves for it and sort of use that as a way of uh justifying the idea that there is this meritocracy in the entertainment industry um but i kind of don't think there is and that's why i'm kind of just like it's like anything else it's not like a lot of it is luck a lot of it is being a lot of it's just like alignment and yeah a lot of people who do make it do have talent i think there's like a threshold where like you just have to be good enough to enter at a certain point and then yeah. everything else is just chance yeah that's all it is you like just have to pound on it as hard as possible and get lucky yeah. and that's just the way it is and it really sucks but it's really interesting to me because you see that reflected in um the different like styles of stand-up that exist in different parts of the world because like you know i don't know I, I know all these maniacs back in texas that are just kind of resigned to doing stand-up and for them it's just this little you know art form and it's they're very funny and they seem to enjoy themselves. Whereas I feel like here a lot of like uh, a lot of stand up is just like um, bitching about how you know this should be working better for you, but it's not. Um, myself included in some of that. Like it's uh, it's it has a different social like viewpoint, like a, a different sort of um, I don't know point of view about uh, the way things should be. Um, yeah, but, after like my fourth or fifth year in stay, I'm like in my fifth year now. It became with my group of friends I came up with who are like all, you know, they're good comics and they're getting some stuff, but we're all like struggling and shit. The conversations became less about com less about comedy and more about like the world of com like the industry yeah. and stuff. And just like and I have to catch myself. I'm like, this fucking sucks. This is all we talk about now. Yeah. About I, who got what and it's lame. It sucks. And I feel like that's why you need to get all the way back over the hump and like stop giving a shit about that stuff at all and just resign yourself to the fact that, you know, it might work out, uh might not and it has little to do with, you know, how hard you're working or whatever. And that's kinda where I'm at. Um I wrote a fucking piece in the Times. That was kind of the point about it you know like you have to either fucking let the thing kill you or or you know learn to love like bombing and all that other crazy shit and just the whole thing or whatever that's really how i feel about it but the my whole point in all this is i just watched the new fucking cat williams special and i think he's doing this better than all of us Mm. and he's yeah dude he rules he fucking kicks ass pimpadelic rules and he's he's like an idiot i mean he's a clown you know but like to hear him talk dude he's like hyper articulate and has a lot to say yeah like he's fucking out of his mind definitely you he's have to be if you're gold like pants gold plated <laughs> pants but he's well, that's just a good decision i don't know about you i remember watching an interview with him and he was before he started comedy he was like a flower salesman that makes sense yeah he was a very mild mannered guy from he was from like ohio i think <laughs> are you sure he wasn't like 
a flower salesman, but still all like disgusting and like you got to eat the pussy <laughs> like while he's selling the flowers. And the shit. way he the way maybe, but the way he uh, framed it was he was just comedy was his like he there was something inside of him that it was able to you know unleash. I um, just he's like such a probably such a naturally charismatic dude. There's, he there's no reason he wouldn't have ended up on stage. He opened that set by doing like 15 minutes of material about Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah, yeah. That's good if you've never been to Jacksonville. <laughs> it was so entertaining. But like uh-huh. also very specific and I know people I've talked to people who grew up in Jacksonville. I'm like, yeah, that was killer. <laughs> I've never been there, and I loved it. Yeah. and I'm never going to go there now, but <laughs> it was great. And, and he was sweating within three minutes of being on stage. Yeah. He had a towel ready for it. it like, the guy was performing his ass off. Just like me. <laughs> I sweat on stage. Well, never, do you, never sweat on stage. Let me ask you, do you think there's a New York th- uh, kind of thing where – like that, I I haven't seen a lot of that in New York. Maybe that's because I need to go to more sweating on stage. Yeah, <laughs> like work, like moving around, being loud. Yeah. you know, making act doing act. Out. No, I know what you mean. New York yeah. is yeah. thought it's characterized by um, you know people standing still and holding notebooks. Yeah, or looking at their phones nowadays. Right. Um, and sort of going like, um, all right, what's next? Well, I don't know. It's that, or it's like over the top bravado. Yeah. It's like if you go to certain clubs, which I love them all, by the way, but uh, you're just like people <laughs> nice. are selling shit so hard. Uh, and, and that's what they're told to do and shit like that. It's that or just like very lackadaisical, like the patriarchy. <laughs> that's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. God, <laughs> Instead of the Republican. Yeah, Dude, it's the same Republican. thing. This was this was my big the patriarchy. This was my big comedy <laughs> New York moment. Like I came out here and was like, I come from like a pretty small scene, Minneapolis. Great comics who came out of there, but it was just like too small. Where it was like pressure cooker environment. Like by the end of it, like a lot of my friends were moving. I just had to leave. I'm like I got to be around more people who think like me. I can relate to. And I did find those people. But like I remember going to an open mic, like a few months after the election, and I was trying to do a bit. About like you know how all, like all these white girls were like I'm done dating white men after the election or whatever <laughs> yeah. they all went on to date white men whatever but yeah. uh, I'm still single but uh, <laughs> that's so, the funniest part of I, all of it man wait, yeah, yeah so I, did I went not hear about this you never heard no. girls say uh, so many girls I know would would say that Jesus online and Christ. stuff I'm I'm, I'm I mean, done dating white men and. Uh, if that's your libido, that's your libido. Which is like it. such a funny form of <laughs> yeah. activism. Well, it's also like, like the white guys in Brooklyn are somehow just not like not fucking them. Somehow it's political action against the the white guys that voted for Trump. Yeah, yeah right, right. Part of the yeah, like they're the problem. But uh, uh, so I remember I went to a mic. Uh, it's a good mic. And I did the bit. And I was like, I'm done dating white men, like, ironically. <laughs> and, like, some of the people, like, kind of got it. But then, like, a few people started, like, applauding. <laughs> wow. And then I was like – and then I did the joke, and it fucking bombed. It wasn't that, It wasn't a good joke, but it, like, bombed. And someone came up to me. It's like, yeah, you're making fun of the people here. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's like that was, like, my third month in New York. And I'm like, yeah. well, what the fuck – what is anyone doing here? Something I kind of noticed about New York versus like other parts of the country doing stand up is like there's something kind of special in say like Minneapolis when somebody gets on stage and starts doing stand up like people oh oh what is this you know but in New York it's a completely unremarkable thing for someone to go on stage yeah it's annoying it's yeah. like yeah. Uh, you yell at a bar like hey everyone right. we're gonna do this you know yeah everyone's trying to do everyone's in some sort of entertainment hustle here everyone's chasing mm-hmm. dream but then we're also like, fuck the audience for like that what you were just saying like you should be able to make fun of them and they should be able to laugh about yeah. it like i love it when i have a comic who's, who's oh yeah who's they, especially like, when you're not that suck Especially like, since you're not white, so they like are having a cognitive. Yeah, they should. Like, yeah, what they should, should I? love me. Um, <laughs> but, uh, based on their dumbass ideology, but like, uh, um, but also in in Minneapolis, it's funny because if if anyone, if you go to a mic and like you have anything that's a semblance of a joke or like original thought, people love you. Really, because it's like. Well, yeah, they don't see live stand-up comedy very often. Yeah. They don't see stand-up comedy very often. And then a lot of it they do see off chance is bad because they don't see it very often. Right. And 
honestly, there are a lot of bad comics, uh, like any other city. So if you're like kind of good at it, it's like uh, revelation. Like everyone's fucking psyched. We're mm-hmm. here. It's like, yeah, lots of people are good at it. Here. Yeah, that's yeah. why they're here. Right. Well, anyway, the point of all this is I uh I tweeted about that Cat Williams special, and my point was like I I was looking at the audience the entire time of the special, and I was like audiences and specials are never having this much fun and they like that's an insane observation to make they should be like this is crazy that this is an anomaly that these like people are actually having a good time and not just like clapping and going like yes good you know have you seen that old martin lawrence special but then run till that neil brennan tweeted at me like hmm because he put out a special too this year <laughs> i said that this was the only good special that's come out under trump which is obviously not true um but then he went kind of like huh, huh. anyway my point Wait, is neil t- if you're listening to the show because i know he follows me come on pod damn america <laughs> uh we have uh, multiple microphones we have three mics. We, we have three mics we, we can give you three microphones to use <laughs> <laughs> and you can so, do like we ask him a question to every form it. of opinion yeah. yeah he answers it three different ways uh but for real Wait, he just tweeted, hmm? Because uh, what I said was, like, this is the only good special. Okay, so he was being, Trump's like, kind of Yeah, he's just busting balls. That's funny. Um, I posted Cat Williams is the only good comedian because I was watching it. I was laughing. It was the first special I've laughed out loud at in a while. I yeah. I was laughing hard. And uh, at somebody, some, some guy posts, like, yeah, totes, like, very sarcastically, and it's a link of Cat fighting that teenager <laughs> i'm like even better yeah you proved my point it's <laughs> just like it was like being real catty about like how I'm, i should admit i'm wrong and it's like do you think i care about this yeah well, it's like you didn't say he's the most moral person in america yeah, and even if i did it's true because <laughs> he is <laughs> it's yeah. like who gives a shit cat Williams fought a fucking dipshit teenager somewhere and he also got beat up by that teenager so i don't feel bad that's hilarious he's a great comedian he got beat up by a teenager Yeah, he sacrificed that's funny as shit anyway so i had a really great weekend and uh i managed to sort of be off of the internet for the most of it because i was busy but also trying to treat myself to a um you know a nice weekend vacation so i got back into town halfway through I guess just watching Chuck Schumer, like, give his ass to Mitch McConnell over this government shutdown thing. Chuck Schumer, bro. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I don't really know what was going on. What? I do know that Chuck Schumer would probably do really well in prison, uh, but that's all I got. What the fuck happened? Does it matter? I don't know. I mean, it matters, but it's like... Well, I mean, he put the wall on the table. Which historically walls are not supported by tables. You know, <laughs> shouldn't be on tables. So table. strike one, yeah. Chuck. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, I thought that wasn't that bad of a, an idea because, like, you say, "Hey, we approve the let's let's approve the wall," and then a, like, "Yeah, let's put Trump in charge of building the wall and watch him fuck it up." You know, maybe we appropriate the money, but he's you know, it, it would take years to actually build the thing, and and you do that in exchange for DACA. Not a bad deal. I don't know uh, quite what happened. I don't know that anybody knows the the real scoop, but um, it sounds like a lot of the um, rep- Democratic senators who are from more conservative-leaning states who have their seats in danger coming into the midterms wanted him to not uh, – wanted to push the DACA deal back. Yeah, they're okay. up for re-election. Yeah. That's a factor. Uh, the thing people seem to be very upset about is Democrats clearly had leverage over this and sort of caved. But I think it's like there's the more these things happen, it's just more obvious that Trump is just like a boring fucking person who doesn't seem to have any motivations at all. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, did you see the negotiation where like whatever you guys come up with, I'll sign it. He literally said yeah. that. He's like, anything yeah. you do. That's, got, that's a good point. Cause he At one point, up- he's like, why don't we just grant amis- amnesty for all? Uh, <laughs> or something like that. Like, At one point, he was for Medicare for all. He's yeah. like, why oh, doesn't yeah. everyone get insurance? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was watching the <laughs> Bernie <laughs> Sanders town hall tonight, and they showed a clip of him. They showed this clip of all these different people talking about Medicare for all. And it was really funny because they dropped Trump right in the middle of it. And at one point, he's like, yeah, it's a great idea. You know, <laughs> yeah. He's insane. He doesn't actually believe in anything. Um, 
I think you have a good point, which is that he he's really boring. He all the crazy shit he came up with. He came up with all that shit when he was trying to become president. Yeah, Malley doesn't yeah. really have that goal anymore. He's the just do- remember the door in the wall. <laughs> he was gonna put a. He was like, it's gonna be a wall, but it, we're gonna let the good ones back in, <laughs> and we're gonna put a door in the wall. Yeah. God, he rules. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like uh, all the things we were like scared about, and it's like I kind, I like, I, I'm not gonna say I gave in because it was, it was a genuine fear, and I was warranted. Like I was scared of certain things, like I was scared of Steve Bannon and shit. But then I'm like, oh, these people just like want to get richer, which is a problem for us. But like, Trump doesn't seem to care about anything, and he's just a boring, lazy guy. Who doesn't read shit? Well, yeah, but if you're, you know, if if you have DACA, then, you know, I'm talking to people at work who are gonna be have to go back. Like, sure, sure, but a better president would have, you know, ameliorated this process or something, right? Or like a more competent Republican president would have already deported them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like Mike yeah. Pence could do something like that, right? Because he he's like a company man, and he'll do whatever Republicans just want him to do. Mm-hmm. But the, well, that's the thing to, to consider. Also, is there are a lot of Republicans who, uh, and obviously all politicians get their money from businesses who don't necessarily want far right immigration reform. And there there are ways to kind of compromise and work things out. But if you obviously if you deport eleven million people um, who are like working. You're doing, you know, jobs in our society. That's going to be a problem for business. Yeah. So, also, like, like we didn't talk about it, but the whole like, sh- it's like it speaks to like the larger problem I have with like the the discourse around Trump is people just get so bogged down in random shit he says, and just when he says something totally in character, like when he made that shithole comments. Uh, the meeting he was at it was a bipartisan group of pro-immigration members of Congress uh, headed to the White House. And then all these very far right immigration hardliners showed up. And that's when he made the comment when he was in that meeting. But no one talked about that meeting really yeah. until now. And really, like most people you would talk to who were like the loudest um, about the shithole comment have no idea what happened. Well, like that's yeah, one thing that really annoys me. That's the strange magic of his uh, personality, his weird, you know, anti-charisma thing is that he, like, he, he freaks people out. He's making people crazy with just the concept of, like, you know, the, the, the president is supposed to be this, like, professional presidential thing, and he, that he said yeah. a curse word or whatever, and he yeah, really, yeah. like back up and look at that or wait a week for it to die down and then think about it and it's like that's that's dumb it's dumb that we really even care that he talks like that like it should be about what he's doing what if he what if he had said uh these people are coming from economically depressed regions instead of shitholes yeah i mean in that situation you could be like you could even like a person saying something like that if it was like you know if that you agreed with their policies or whatever so it's it's just strange, like, psychological, you know, the president is our daddy shit. Who gives a fuck? You know, I, I'm beating a dead horse here. Like, everybody that listens to this probably already knows this. But, you know, Nixon was, like, terrible also. It's not, like, new, you know. It's just kind of a little bit grosser and a little bit rawer. LBJ called Martin Luther King the N-word. <laughs> to his face and threw a watermelon at him. Yeah. <laughs> On the record. <laughs> Yep, it's all in there. Gallagher also did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how Gallagher made a name for himself. <laughs> he assassinated Martin Luther King. He has um, to be racist. I Gallagher, just of course, he is. by all the rest of the shit. There's like he... an old Stranger article a long time ago where he someone went to his show. Uh, I think it was Lindy West, and uh, she went to one of his shows, and he was just saying a bunch of homophobic shit and racist yeah. stuff. Um, oh yeah, he's got. If he isn't, he's fucking up. Because his fan base is probably super racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you're a bad comedian, like, I guess if you're, like, a shitty woke comedian, why would you be racist? But, like, it makes sense for you. You might to, be like, a racist. <laughs> well, that guy's definitely racist. <laughs> <laughs> what if he's just, like, a fuck, like a Leninist, Jeff Foxworthy? I mean, blue-collar comedy. That is, uh, you know, they uh, identify as working class. Yeah. It could be revolutionary. We don't know. Yeah, but they're, like, Larry the Cable Guy's, uh, you know, 
a, he's lying. He's like yeah. a actual like what what is he like a he was like a uh, IT support guy or some shit. Cable? He's also That's now cable. a multimillionaire. Yeah. yeah. Who pretends to be a shithead redneck. Yeah. Um yeah, that's my point though is that they they're pretending to be shithead red. They're they're making fun of rednecks. Yeah. Like they're not actually, well, I don't know, who knows. <laughs> um yeah, what the fuck are we talking about? Shut down. Uh, uh, we got the Oscars coming up too. Oh yeah, shit. Okay. Um, so the other thing that happened when I got back in town is uh, I love like not paying attention to the internet for like a couple of days and then coming back in and everyone's just in the middle of a fight about something. Uh, it's super fucking weird. I just saw everyone screaming about Boss Baby on Twitter today, <laughs> and uh, here's why. Boss <laughs> Baby has been nominated for um, Best Animated Feature <laughs> for an Oscar. You're like, you saw it, you're like, oh man, did Boss Baby get accused of sexual <laughs> misconduct? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not Boss Baby. Either that or Boss Baby's <laughs> dead. <laughs> no, they're taking you too soon, Boss Baby. <laughs> or it's uh, Alex Baldwin, I guess, but we're mourning him through the Boss Baby. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but uh, so it's this is fucking hilarious because, like, there's a lot going on here. A, I think if you're mad about what got a nomination and what didn't you're the the oscars are dumb right it's a fucking party for rich people yeah i like i don't understand how people don't just think about this this way from the get-go like it it doesn't matter it doesn't matter who gets a little trophy or whatever or who gets a career advancement or you know it's yeah it's in a like it's like compare it's like saying okay uh this is a filet mignon from cincinnati and then uh an amazing cheesecake from San Jose. Let, let which one is better? You know, like why do we have to compare these things and yeah. come up with a valued like ranking? Well, and also like it's a really dorky liberal idea that like you know when a a person wins a, like a, a you know best picture or whatever, and then it's like this is a victory for women everywhere yeah. or you know whatever yeah. you know or, or for. Or for boss babies to everywhere. be accepted by like a hundred <laughs> white dudes. Yeah, like it does nothing. Yeah. It's just this impotent thing that liberals believe in. That is like, uh, it's just clearly not true. Like, when does it start working? It's always like, oh, it's, it leads to things in the future working, but it just doesn't. It, you, no one can explain how that works, right? So anyway, my point with this boss baby thing though is, I thought, well, that's kind of funny because I assumed the backlash should be that it beat out like Coco or something. Cause Coco is supposed to be like this artistic film that like actually kind of was a triumph of like, Oh my God, they made a Pixar movie that has a good story. That isn't this like, you know, canned ham, like bullshit sort of save the cat, like a uh, manufactured pop thing. But no one's even talking about that. But what everyone's mad about is that it beat out the Lego Batman movie, <laughs> <laughs> which is like Lego. It was Lego Batman's time. <laughs> Lego Batman has worked so hard. Like, who gives a fuck? Imagine if Lego Batman <laughs> representation <made> it. matters. <laughs> yeah. What if they made it before the real Batman? Like Lego Bat. Uh, uh, yeah, before the Dark Knight, it was just Lego Batman. Weird as um, shit. But like, why is that? <laughs> like the 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 justice, the injustice. You know, was it this like? corporation making a fucking toy ad movie and like i'm sure it was a fun movie and all the lego movies are just advertisements for lego yeah, yeah. all these so people who gives a fuck we're just screaming like all caps tweets or whatever this guy i read the i read a time article and the first thing they show you is uh griffin newman who uh plays the, i think he's a comedian he plays the tick on or he plays the he plays arthur the moth guy on the new tick or whatever um just huh. all caps artwork. meltdown about how boss baby beat out uh the lego batman movie it's really this fucking is an weird. adult person the human adult <laughs> those Are movies fucking were... the lego batman <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i don't know um so I, I looked into it. What if I, they made, like, Lego Schindler's List? <laughs> Just, they do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, they would have the trains already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's horrible. Um, to, but but, uh, but so, so Coco did get a uh, nomination, and I bet it's I, – I bet my money's on Coco probably wins. This um, is a movie about Ice-T's wife? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's, it's very touching. Um, no, it's a movie about uh, Dia de los Muertos, and 
I've been keeping tabs on this movie for a long time. I haven't seen it yet, and I Coco? heard it's, I heard it's really good. You keeping tabs it. on it because, like, in 2013, they got in trouble. I heard they were making this Check movie. Out his Google Chrome. It's just yeah, tabs. It's just tabs at Coco. <laughs> just the Wikipedia page over and over again. <laughs> well, they got into fucking trouble because Disney tried to copyright Dia de los Muertos, which is a Mexican holiday. They tried Ooh. to copyright a, a fucking Mexican holiday. And so I was like, oh, fuck wow. this movie from the get-go, right? But then I like, kept reading about it, and they sort of like owned up to their insane fucking mistake. And they hired all these people who were kind of protesting against them to then work on the movie. And supposedly it all came up roses, and it's a great fucking movie. Wait, right why do they want the holiday? Just cause to promote the movie, to promote the fucking movie Jesus. and like make money off of it and shit, you know. They wanted to it to be huh. like you know it's copyright infringement if somebody else like mentions a fucking holiday from a country you're not from. <laughs> <laughs> like they like, have to if they mention it, they have to do it in tandem with Coco. Yeah, or something. I don't like know. They weren't gonna make a shitload of money anyway. I don't know. Like Christmas with the cranks, the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know legally how Smart that works. Smart Luther King Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can they make a fucking Pixar movie? It's Lego it's, Selma. It's the <laughs> it's the, uh, the the PJs. Remember that show? Yeah. Um, nah, but uh, so, so they like I don't know uh, the ins and outs of the the like the copyright infringement and intellectual property of all that. But like f- f- the common theme here is these giant like mega corporations that would even think that that was okay to begin with. To try to just own a fucking holiday, um, I don't know what happened. I still haven't seen Coco, but you know, supposedly, oh, they apologized and they did all this cool stuff and they made a good movie. But um, I did see Boss Baby though. How was Boss? Baby? I, I Boss saw Baby. it when I was hungover on New Year's Day. Um, I think it was New Year's Day. It was after some party or some shit. Um, I watched Boss Baby and I fully expected it to be the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and I gotta be honest with you, there's this like sort of Harmon-esque, Carl Jung-esque, like, movie magic, just um, formulaic shit that they do with those Pixar movies that no matter what the fuck it's about or what it is, it gets you with the just classic three-act, you know, structure thing Mm -hmm. where by the end of it, you're like, I can't fucking believe I'm kind of enjoying Boss Baby Uh for that reason. Like, I don't think it was a good movie, um, but it was good trash which is what all those movies basically are um i mean it was dumb as fuck how many people were in the theater i didn't see it i didn't see it in the theater oh this is this gets sadder and sadder (laughs) (laughs) somebody mailed it what did the babies think about it that's what i want to know jake used one of his coco tabs on his chrome (laughs) to download boss baby um somebody i think mailed a dvd of it to my girlfriend as a joke or something and then we were like well i can't move off the couch i'm too hungover put it on <laughs> we watched that shit um i mean it's a piece of shit it's dumb as fuck there's all these weird baby asses in it and stuff uh, i hate alec baldwin um it's garbage wait, did she play the baby yeah or yeah. he plays a villain he plays the baby which is both the, which is an anti-hero it starts okay. off as oh, the villain and really? then turns back around to be like now a good guy and yep. then the the villain is um like the evil corporation that's trying to use boss babies as like these matrix battery cells or something i can't uh-huh. remember exactly how it works um i mean it's fucking dumb as shit did you ever hear the theory about how toy story 3 was marxist no like lots of huggins is like a communist leader and the sunny did you guys see toy story yeah 3? Like, yeah like uh uh sunny side is like this uh, uh commune but it's like so yeah, that's but, where all the broken old toys go. Yeah, okay. I I don't know. It didn't make sense because it's like, why would they do that? Mm. Uh, like, why would a corporation infuse that into their shit? Woody, their, Woody Guthrie, you know. There I you go. Yes, that's a link. Oh yeah, he had that fascist sticker. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Buzz Lightyear. Um, could have been like you no know, idea. Uh, Gene Roddenberry was like a, a cosmonaut. Artist. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The, the fucking weird thing about all these like shitty movies for kids is that they all have kind of a vaguely leftist angle to them, which is that like if you look back at like movies from the eighties, like there were these this rash of movies where like it was like we gotta save the community center from the big guy in a suit, you know, the CEO is gonna yeah. take it over or whatever. Like so, they vaguely have this idea of you know 
whatever wealth redistribution and shit and like the, the, the people in suits are evil but then they're made by those people and profited by them yeah. well yeah it's funny cause like corporations being evil was the most mainstream fucking no brainer idea like f- the Terminator Skynet uh-huh. evil corporation that wants to take over the world and now it's like well uh, maybe they can make you a nice coaster or something well it's and, also uh, got like what are you gonna tell kids like compete and destroy your peers you know like you you kind of have to have a positive communistic message to the children i would think i mean you can tell them that you can <laughs> but you know it'll work on pleasant afternoon at the matinee i think it's uh, just weird that it didn't work that all those movies created a generation of kids that just now can't wait to join Skynet and use it to fail their way to the top and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and want to sign their lives over to Amazon, which brings us to our sponsor, Amazon. Amazon. Uh, which might as well, It's right? in you. Yeah. <laughs> it's in you. <laughs> that's the that's a Gatorade slogan, I think. Yeah. Amazon, go pro. Wait, um, did you guys see before, Shape of Water, did you guys see that before we get to Amazon? Yeah, I have not I saw seen it. it. I heard there's fish dicks in it. They're, well, well, not enough. <laughs> no Kanye, but there's. Fish they don't dicks. show that. They don't show the dick. And here's my issue with it: is it's it's a love story, and it could be very beautiful. In some ways, it was very beautiful, but it's too epic. Okay, because it's like this human and a fish creature, lagoon creature, and they have like this you know romantic thing where they like fill a room with water and they supposedly Fuck. have sex, even though they don't show any penetration. But what if they gave a more realistic portrayal of it? No sound, no music. They're just like in the bathtub together, like indie film style, just like, you know. Fucking gross. <laughs> like but it would have been more Korean honest. Movie? It would have, yes. It would have made, it would have kept me in it. It would have engaged me instead of like detaching it with this fucking Hollywood shit. Like show the nitty gritty. He would, she would probably have to show him how to fuck. Yeah. You know, it would be a yeah, yeah, very yeah. long. They just it's get it would get a magically. Or yeah, it's like they, a, and she would and, and she died. would keep fucking it, fucking it because she loves the thing, <laughs> and that would have been a beautiful fucking story. But instead, they have to do this romantic. It'd be like, a cautionary epic. tale. There you go. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. Don't fuck fish. Don't fuck dolphins. Or get that. a or get a modification to your vagina so you can do it, and that's what. Where the we bo- need to go as a society. Body My bodies. whole problem with it, it just felt like such a short story. It was just like so neatly packaged and like unremarkable. It was like, yeah. the, the movie was fine. Like it was good and stuff and like well done. But I was like, oh, I'm never going to think about that ever again. Uh, which well, we're talking about it right now. So Anders has clearly play. been thinking about it ever since he saw the <laughs> film. I mean, that, you that see movie, my tabs. like <laughs> Phantom Thread, I did not like. It's like, I, mean, I love PTA and I haven't shit. seen it. Is there uh, a spoiler? Huh? You don't have spoilers, do you? No. Okay. There's nothing to spoil, dude. It's just um, about a tailor. Yeah. I mean, no, I won't say much about it, but like that was fine. Lady Bird was fine. Call I love Lady Bird. Bird. I Call me by great. your name was fine, and yeah, I don't know. That's I loved, a, I loved I Tanya. I loved Good Time, which didn't get anything, which obviously it didn't. But and oh, that movie kicked ass. I loved Get Out. Yeah, did you see it? Yeah, it's fucking great, dude. Time. It was so yeah. sad. Uh, so see that most people didn't see it, so I'm not going to talk about it. But uh, sure. Robert you Pattinson's like, in it. You guys tight. like I Tanya? I loved I Tanya, dude. Would do you think I could have done without the documentary interview thing? No, I thought that was good. I thought that was completely superfluous. It, it took me out of it every time they. No, nah, it was cool. I th- they could have shaved off like a half hour of those, like, or at least interview the real people, like in Reds. They actually interview the actual, but it's like actors giving fake interviews. And they're yeah, like breaking. All, right. all right. I thought they could have done with that. That's I'm, my I'm getting inside of Anders' head by hearing these film <laughs> takes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. fucking realistic fish fucking. And <laughs> yes, in Itania, and, re- and, and yeah, switch him around. Put yeah, that yeah, in put, the shape of water. Yeah, 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 yeah. that would have been a better uh, Tanya Harding biopic. Yeah. <laughs> like, fucking fish. She's like, I couldn't have hit, or I couldn't have I helped was with Nancy Kerrigan. <laughs> <laughs> That's your alibi. Hit job. I was uh, fucking a goldfish. Um, yeah, man. So you guys read about this, uh, Amazon cashierless store, our new corporate tech saviors, overlords, Jeff Bezos. Yeah. The bees. Um, so Amazon, uh, Amazon go specifically, uh, specifically too. Um, but, uh, they opened a cashierless store in Seattle Uh, and how it works is every time you go in there, uh, there, there are no cashiers. 
Uh, there's dozens of cameras, I think more than dozens, uh, covering every angle of the store. And every time you pick up an item, because you have an app on when you're in the store, it goes into your virtual basket. Then you pay for the item. Yeah, and you get just into my virtual out. basket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, and then, uh, and then you just walk out. And yeah, I don't get why we keep making robots for like easy jobs, like shit, and like shit we're just gonna need. Like, why do we keep replacing these things? I, I don't know. I'm kind of glad that they're gonna try this because, um, as someone who's shoplifted a lot in my life, the, I'm aware that you can. And uh, a lot of places, the reason it's really easy to shoplift from them is because um, they're so afraid of getting, like, countersued for someone tackling you in the parking lot or something. That, oh, yeah. Uh, Wasn't just, that, like, in Target, if you're, like, 30 feet away, like, you can just... You just yeah. you, you legally own whatever the fuck you stole. <laughs> 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 yeah, it fucking rules. I think it's dumb as shit that they're going to try to, like, let you do this. It's also hilarious because I don't know if you saw the pictures, but there were just people waiting in a line outside of the first place they opened yeah. that the whole concept of this is there, there's no lines. <laughs> it's dumb yeah. as all get out. You're just like, just go shoplift. Just go do it. <laughs> yeah. Go to 7-Eleven and grab something. And yeah. Run out. I Wait, think we should flip the fucking building over and just loot all that shit. Is this... Is, yeah. What are they selling at these stores? It's just everything on Amazon? So you walk in well, and no, there's it's, like... It's like, this was a convenience store. Okay. Like but food, it's going to end like up in, in just a... Je- so you're going to walk in eventually and it's going to be like, you can either buy a flute or a book about the 1987 Washington Redskins. I fucking something. hope so, dude. That's uh, insane. Yeah. If, if they do that, if they make try to do this shit in New York, they're going to have to make a robotic Puerto Rican guy that's in front of you <laughs> at, in line that won't stop buying lottery tickets and shit and just having a general conversation <laughs> that keeps going on with the fucking bodega guy. Yeah, yeah. You just want yeah, cigarettes. It's just, yeah, it's just going to be a robot with an earpiece <laughs> talking to itself. Yeah, it's a fitted cap. <laughs> but it, it's still all in Arabic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like Urdu, whatever. <laughs> I can't understand anything. Stop it, guys. Stop asking me if I know what the bodega employees <laughs> are saying because I do, and I'm not going to tell you. Wait, the bodega boys, the podcast? Yeah, those guys. Are no, they? the Bodega employees. Okay. Um, Bodega boys, I don't know what they're saying. Either. I don't know what they're saying at all. <laughs> I and don't I'm laughing, and I yeah. don't know how they do that. I'm just doing it to be woke, but who knows what they're talking about out there. <laughs> Their podcast is cool as shit, but they're speaking a different language <laughs> that exists like only in the Bronx. Yeah, so uh, uh, this is just like further overreach by Amazon. Like This isn't as egregious as other things Bezos has done and whatnot but uh also what amazon uh is working on is they're trying to build establish a second headquarters uh accompanying mm-hmm. their seattle headquarters and they have uh they've narrowed it down to uh top 20 bidders which include cities like austin dallas chicago uh miami and indianapolis dc new york new york jersey uh atlanta did you just say new york yeah, yeah, I fucked up. I I want. I think no, New York is your, on there too. You're it's rubbing in on you. You yeah. get the accent. All that Springsteen's getting to me. But uh, uh, yeah, and so from all the uh, tech wonks I have glanced at on Twitter for thirty seconds this last week, but I it's probably not going to be Chicago. But mm-hmm. uh, there was an article that came out a few months ago uh, detailing the Chicago bid because a lot of these bids are like secret. Which yeah. is fucked up. Which, That's fun. Yeah, right. That's fun. And I guess I can see why they want to do that. And I can see how that doesn't benefit us. But some of the details in... Chicago's probably the worst one. I read about this shit, too. And, like, the the overall, like, gloomy, doomy narrative of all these articles is seems to be that, like, local city governments are now just openly... Like, not even trying to hide it, just making these deals to try to get Amazon in their community where they're throwing out the very idea of, um, like, taxation, democracy, all these, like, basic things we have by making, like, deals like, uh, like, the the thing that they're offering Amazon in Chicago is this, um, this, 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 I can look up the name of it. It's, um, it's an acronym, um, 
It's like a tax credit that says... Uh, well, yeah, one of the... An example uh, detailing the Chicago deal. Uh, Chicago, this was back from... Uh, this is back in November in the Seattle Times and an article uh, by a Danny Westnate. Uh, example, uh, Chicago is offered to let Amazon pocket $1.32 billion in income taxes by its own workers. This is truly perverse. Called a personal income tax diversion, which is like a cute turn of phrase, uh, the workers must still pay the full taxes, but instead of the state getting the money to use for schools, roads, or whatever, Amazon would get to keep it all instead. Uh, and, quote, the result is that workers are, in effect, paying taxes to their boss, says a report on the practice from Good Jobs First, a think tank critical of many corporate subsidies. Yeah, so if you work for Amazon in this situation, this hypothetical you know situation in future Chicago, your taxes, instead of going towards, like, schools and roads and things that taxes go for and things that we want them to go for, like healthcare and yada, 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 they go to the company you work for. So part of your money that you make just gets taken away and then rerouted back into the company, effectively just lowering the amount of money you make and denying any of that cash going to, like, anything that would affect your life. Um, yeah, and the company you don't work for. Yeah. Your money is going this to is that. Um, here's here's <laughs> I found it. Um, it's referred to as, uh, at, I'm reading from an article in the Chicago Reader, as it is, Rom and Ronner, uh, R&R as they're called, um, the fucking uh, mayor. The original Robert, Bodega Boys. Yeah. <laughs> R&R. Have already offered Bezos about $1.32 billion in economic development for a growing economy tax credits aka edge uh that's fun so it's sort of like a metaphor for jacking off until you're about to come <laughs> and then never actually getting to come none of the come benefits you directly the from the chicago reader <laughs> uh, yeah and like the uh, the other uh like new jersey has a deal where there's seven billion in incentives uh that might happen uh, the Amazon is also supposed to spend money on parks, roads, housing around Amazon headquarters, uh, termed community fund projects. And those parks would be Amazon parks. Yeah. Yeah. There'd just be a big smiling logo that says, like, this park was brought to you by remember that company that used to sell books 10 <laughs> years ago? Yeah. Now they owned the park. Yeah, it's going to be a bench, and it's going to be like nine ninety nine. You just pay to sit on that bench. But it deducts. To, uh, you know, automatically from your virtual basket. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then you might shoplift a bench. By the way. Oh, I also, when the there's a CNBC reporter who was uh, reporting on that location, the cashierless store, and she accidentally shoplifted like a cup of yogurt, and when mm. she tweeted about it, um, the Amazon Go vice president's reply was, uh. Oh, that happens so rarely that we didn't even bother building in a feature for customers to tell us it happened. It has yet to get an error from thousands of tests. <laughs> Steal that shit. Yeah, so uh, the message is clear. Ransack that Seattle location while you can. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so I don't know. It sounds like it's going to come down to Atlanta maybe Austin. I the hope o Austin gets it. Dude, that city would just implode like a neutron star. They already have They're Whole so Foods, fucking right? fucking over. Well, they created Whole Foods. Right, yeah. And then that whole, like, tech culture just, you know, as we barrel on into the future and the society becomes what it's becoming and all this app shit happens and Silicon Valley, you know, extends itself down into that city, like... I just watched it go from, like, a fun little college town that just sort of had this, you know, weird business school to, like, no one can afford to actually live in the fucking city anymore. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. all just what cool culture existed is just smashed, and there's just cranes everywhere and condos thrown up and shit. Yeah, it it's a bunch of college sucks. kids doing ride share. Yeah. Mm. It's just fucking over. So, I mean, that would be kind of a, a fun nail in the coffin. Man, I really love Austin. I fucking miss it. But that it does not exist anymore. Amazon Austin. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and there have been some people out there, some uh, outspoken representatives, uh, 
Cory Booker, on the other hand, uh, promotes the incentive packages, which surprise fucking surprise from that guy. Did you see what he tweeted about, like, uh, love in America? I wish. Uh, <laughs> Tell me, baby. Love right. in America? Let me, let, no, let, let me pull it up. Um, no, it was um, – hang on, hang on. Let me pause for a second. Senator. So uh, there's a guy online, Richard Florida, who was uh, arguing that the uh, new headquarters is a golden opportunity. This is from his Twitter. Uh, a golden opportunity for a progressive mayor with national political ambitions like Garchetti, de Blasio, and other to take a principled stand against giveaways to giant companies and for more inclusive uh, prosperity, which states could get together, cities could get together and bargain instead of just allowing these tax incentives to go through. Yeah. Tax breaks to go through, I should say. Well, here's what Cory Booker has to say about that. Cory Booker on Twitter, at Cory Booker. If this country hasn't broken your heart, you probably don't love her enough. Capital H in the word her. Wow. (laughs) I don't know what he's talking about or what this is in reference to, but this is like some old lady on MySpace shit. (laughs) Like, (laughs) what? Live, laugh, love, you know, if, uh, if... if you can't handle me at my best, you don't deserve me at my whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, he got clowned on real hard on Twitter for that. Uh, Still hasn't taken it down. <laughs> of course he hasn't, man. Anyway, that's the next president of the United States, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. We're fucking idiots. We're going to elect him, and all this shit's going to continue happening. Yeah. Uh, Niles, less cursing. Niles Turner, which only Trump supporter I know, did a prostitute tell you that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, are you guys excited to live in an Amazon um, bus station or whatever? I mean, this it is kind of it can be exciting if, to think about the developments they're making uh, with the technology and shit. If we if we seize it one day, if we when, I'm excited for when it is expropriated, <laughs> we take over and Amazon? decommodified. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it could happen. Yeah, Bezos, we're coming for you. Yeah, mm. specifically Down. us. This podcast, <laughs> right? Well, that's the thing. It's like uh, Bezos has kind of done. Like, can you imagine how how much of a tizzy like all these liberal columnists would be in if it was like Rupert Murdoch who was like buying grocery store chains and fucking distribution and shit? That's how dumb people are. Yeah, it's like a guy with a different color underneath his name on TV. Wow, it's great. Yeah, it's the same shit. Yeah, in in the uh, original article, the Seattle Times article, I quoted, uh, you know, the author goes on, starts off saying it's like, you know, we t- you hear so much about corporate takeover, but it's not even takeover. It's just surrender now. Mm. It's just like, yeah, yeah, let yeah, let them do this. These cities are dying. <clears throat> we have no incentive or we don't have any motivations to better society and, you know, reallocate so- resources. So let's just let these uh Corporations suck us dry, and then we get out of this scot-free. Well, yeah, and we're not, like, learning any lessons from it either, because if you look at, like, um, Emmanuel Macron and his whole campaign in we France win. last year, he was um, his big tagline was, uh, I'm going to run the country like an app, right? And that was supposed startup, to... Startup, yeah. Or, like, a startup, yeah. Like, that was supposed to appeal to people <laughs> as, like, you know conflating the idea of being a tech-savvy millennial with the idea of being a progressive, which are not... They're kind of diametrically opposed at this point. They don't have to be. We could seize the robot overlords like Anders was talking about, but that's not really Uh what's happening right now. But if you talk to people that, like, vaguely, you know, were Americans during that, like, that election and just kind of haven't thought about France since, they kind of are of the opinion, oh, yeah, he was he was the good guy, right? But if you look at what he's doing now, he completely became a fucking, like, nationalist. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's kind of Trumpy. And he says the right things when it matters, and then, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's, that's like the Rahm Emanuel's, Cory Booker's of the world. I mean, it is a surrender if you look at it, like, policy-wise, but they actually believe that Amazon making money is good for their constituents. Amazon moving to Chicago or New Jersey is somehow going to benefit yeah. everyone. Yeah, like that's just the the way they think because of this because of the uh, the big. Yeah, energy. I do believe that they honestly the believe that. Yeah, they honestly believe it's the only way to solve it, and that inequality is just beyond repro- beyond their reproach. Like they can't do anything about that. They're like, well, let's just help our power base because that's what matters well it's all based on this idea this is how most po- politicians operate this really weird american concept of upward mobility where as long as everyone is kind of moving up then like it just everyone will be fine like you won't ever go back down 
and you don't ever really have so society doesn't have to really give anything as a, a protection to any of those people that are on the bottom because there's there's this perfect ladder upwards. I mean, yeah, it's the thinking about fucking things. Myth, you know, they think about things in a vacuum, and this is like the difference between like liberalism and Marxism. Like Rahm Emanuel supports a plan in Chicago where you don't get to graduate from a public high school if you don't have a job or a school lined up after you graduate. That like that's what he wants to do, yeah. which I guess could make sense in a vacuum where everybody has a job or a college plans like lined up after they graduate but that just is not the reality like you're holding people to the standard without actually looking at the conditions that make it impossible for them to do these things yeah yeah but he's hot yeah. <laughs> rom rom emmanuel would get it you know he's, he's uh, a he's missing part of his Middle yeah, finger? he used to work yeah. at Arby's, and he cut it off. It was Arby's? Yeah, that's what happened. He worked at fucking Arby's. Yeah, I thought it was at, like a deli. Like he worked a at Arby's. Chicago. Well, yeah, maybe it's exaggerated. He said Arby's because corporation. But no, um, but uh, yeah, he worked at Arby's. <laughs> and he just like, doesn't learn the lessons. Or they cut. They take part of his body, and he <laughs> and, wants them to come to Chicago. Uh, and uh, yeah, and he was like cutting meat or something. I don't know. Sweet. I don't know what Sweet. I don't know what you do at Arby's. And uh, yeah, he's cut off his his thumb. Was it? His I finger? think it was his middle finger. Hmm. On one hmm. of his hands, at least part of it, like half his middle finger. Well, no guys, way. I've got a middle finger for Rahm Emanuel. Yeah, well, you can <laughs> use mine. How about and that? He, well, no, that doesn't. Political okay. comedy for you. <laughs> I'm gonna start. Let me move into the corner of the room and start playing a piano. I remember when he <laughs> first. Rahm Emanuel. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when he first got announced as uh, chief of staff. Everyone was just all the Dems were talking about how cool he was. Cause, oh like, yeah. Uh, I think it was like during some sort of fundraiser uh, with like this is like way back. I think during the Clinton administration, uh, a bunch of like Dems had like turned on, turned on the Clintons and stuff. Uh And he like got up on a table with like a knife or something. And he's like, oh, you fucking traitor. (laughs) It was just like, yeah, isn't he like a badass guy? (laughs) Well, it would be if he was like like a a socialist or something. Imagine if we, he he was like, he did that to rich people. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, oh, you're doing that against the other, your, your compatriots. He's doing that to, yeah, to pass NAFTA, to, yeah, do people that are in high school and don't have a job lined up. He's waving a (laughs) knife at them. This is what I don't get because I've, I visited. Robbie Mano was boss baby, dude. He yeah. very much, yeah. I well, oh, yeah. I visited Chicago this summer. I remember visiting my sister yeah. there when uh, he had just been sworn in. He he, she used to live there. I don't I don't remember talking to anybody who liked Rahm Emanuel. How does he? No, have you seen that video of him going around Chicago and all these like black people are just like, yeah, don't talk to me. Yeah, <laughs> how does he get? You. How does he get? I stay in office. I don't get it. Well, you know. He's hot. <laughs> I keep saying it. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, fuck Amazon. Fuck yeah. Jeff Bezos. Suck my dick. Fuck Boss Baby. Yeah. <laughs> Watch Boss Baby, though. It kind of <laughs> looks like Jeff Bezos. He is bald. Maybe it was modeled after him. Fuck Boss Baby. Lego Batman forever. <laughs> Bring it back. Um... <laughs> Lego Batman Forever. They have like a Lego Val Kilmer fucking him. Oh, I didn't even Nicole realize I Kidman. said that. Yeah, make a Lego <laughs> Batman Forever with a little. Oh, the ultimate mashup. He's got <laughs> nipples and shit on the <laughs> Lego Batman suit. Um, yeah. Okay, that's podcast for the week. Uh, uh, yeah, go around. What I got? Um, I don't know when this is coming out, but uh, just come to our DSA fundraiser Star Bar February 9th. We're running with Anders Lee and Alex Patak. And Cat Barbadoro, uh, it would be great. Uh, other, otherwise, follow me on ACLU official. Some other plugs, but I'll do them next week or something. At Andrews Lee here, also going to be there Feb nine and then Feb fourteen. I will be at a show I plugged on the last episode, so you should listen to that. Yeah, we're you just know? trying listen to get into your brain. The, all the PDA, hell yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, I'll be in Minneapolis with Ragov in March. I'll put a uh, thing up on that on my pinned tweet. Uh, listen to my other podcast, Mr. Cleo. 
um come say hi to me if i see you in new york and give me money and just talk to me i'm very lonely yeah talk talk to me if you a lot of people will be like i saw you at a place and i'm like why didn't you talk to me we've and got like, nothing going on yeah and they're like you're very angry on the internet i'm like yeah on the internet <laughs> and in person but i still want to talk to you <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you yeah. want to be screamed at yeah as long as you're not ask like him, ask him to interpret you know some urdu yeah, ask bad. me what I think of your bodega employee. I don't know. Yeah. Ask him to crush a Tide Pod. Yeah, <laughs> I'll fucking eat a Tide Pod. Have you guys seen that video of that? Uh, I posted it online. It was a. It's this kid. His name smoking he, a bong with a Tide Pod. I've no, seen that one. Well, no, that he good. ate that. De- definitely that. That one rules. But then there's like a kid who like ate one, and then there's a subsequent video where he fills up his like three foot bong. With like hot sauce and tortilla <laughs> chips, <laughs> and then he hits it, and then he drinks all the hot sauce and eats all the tortilla chips from the bong, and then it's like disgusting. And then he like picks up like a gallon of milk, just pours it all over his fucking face. She, this, <laughs> yeah, he, he, you know what he has? He has eight hundred thirty-five thousand Instagram followers. Wow. Yeah, he does. So this, you're all man. laughing, but he's gonna be the next Jeff Bezos. This is what the stand-up scene in New York is missing. <laughs> yeah. Right. A jackass type. <laughs> but yeah, follow us on that All stuff. right, well, that's been Tide Pod Damn America. Good night.